Today is the first Sunday of Advent, the season that is so beloved of Episcopalians. And if this is your first Advent celebrating with us here at All Saints Church, then welcome. And you might feel a special kind of electricity in the air, because truly this tradition loves the season of Advent, these four Sundays before Christmas. It's traditionally set aside as a period of holy waiting, of keeping vigil for the coming of Christ and for preparing our hearts and minds for the coming of Jesus into our own lives. It's also a time when we practice some countercultural things in church, because while the rest of the world is consumed with hustle and bustle, with consuming, with moving from one place to another, we practice here in church a form of silence and stillness, waiting these deep Christian virtues. But Advent is also a strange time that I think captures our imagination for so many other reasons. On the one hand, Advent gives us all of these symbols and signs that are incredibly comforting to us. It's a joy to see the candles on the wreath light up one by one, week after week. If you know these hymns, you look forward to singing them all year long, and then are probably a little sad when you close the hymnal that you won't be able to sing it again for another year. There's a sense of coziness and community as we come together. But on the other hand, we celebrate and observe things that are incredibly disturbing. Did you just hear the gospel that we read today? Our first reading from the gospel of Matthew this year, this new lectionary year. Jesus gives us a picture of uncertainty. He tells us that no one knows the hour when he will come again. Two women will be grinding mill or washing clothes, and one of them will be taken away while the other one is left. He gives an example of Noah, which certainly wasn't a bright spot in human history. And he leaves us with this. Therefore, you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. We must be ready, because we do not know what to expect. What a strange message to give to us. And yet, as always, when Jesus says things that are kind of disturbing in the gospel, he's just telling us the truth. Think about the last couple years of this life, living through these strange times. Would you have ever expected in Advent of 2019 that here we'd be, three years later, having lived through a pandemic? Would you ever have expected in Advent, say, 10 years ago, that our country would have lived through such a tremendous political crisis and that we still wouldn't be through it? No, we do not know what the future holds. Therefore, Jesus is telling us something very simple, something very practical. Because we'd never know what the future holds, let us live now. Let us live now and let us live for God. The Christian religion has a certain sort of tension built into it. On the one hand, we worship a God who is eternal. We say these words over and over again every Sunday in the words of the Nicene Creed. Let there be no doubt, 
God is from before time. God is outside space, but also in it. God is everything. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. We need this sense of God as eternal. We need to know that God is bigger than we are in our own small creatureliness. I would find it impossible to go through this life thinking that there was nothing bigger than me in it. But on the other hand, we worship a God who is also transitory. God is living in the moment, and God is destroying certain moments so that new moments might come to life. That's simply the nature of existence. There's no way that we can bottle the past and keep it for ourselves so that we can open it up again one day in the future. If we rely too heavily on things that are past, well, then we're going to wind up finding ourselves with time having passed us by completely. Rather, God is in the now. God is both eternal and imminent. God is both forever and simply right here in this moment. There is no way that you can catch divinity because it's constantly moving, constantly changing, constantly creating something new. On Christmas morning, less than a month from today, if you happen to come to church at our 10 a.m. Eucharist, you will hear the Gospel of John, chapter 1, read. On Christmas Eve, we hear the story of Jesus' birth, but on Christmas Day, we turn to that prologue from John, where he says that in the beginning, there was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. That Word is Jesus. John leaves us absolutely no doubt whatsoever that Jesus is from the eternal, But think about the way a word works in the world. Word, and the way that John is talking about it, goes back far, far into the past. And we have a common understanding of what words are. That's what language is. But at the same time, once you say a word, just like I'm doing right now, it echoes in the building and floats off into the ether and you can never get that word back. That's this Jesus whom we worship. That's this Jesus whom we are spending this holy season preparing our hearts to receive. He is both from the eternal, but also in the present. So for us to understand him fully, for us to be his followers and his companions, we must learn to become comfortable with living in the moment. Think for a moment about this Advent and what it represents. Perhaps you came here, as I said earlier, to be comforted by the familiar symbols, the candles, the carols, that feeling of holy expectation. It triggers a memory in you of Advent's past, of expectation of Christmases, perhaps from another time in your life. And yet, even if you do everything perfectly this year, if you plan the perfect holiday and have just the right people over or cook just the right meal, send out just the right number of cards, this Advent and this Christmas will never be like ones that you've had in the past. 
nor will it be exactly like ones that you have in the future. So to enjoy it fully, simply enjoy it for what it is. The advent of this year, not the advent of last year or of the year to come. Our religion teaches this, and it tries to hold this tension together of God the eternal and God the imminent, of God the Alpha and the Omega, but also God of this very letter that we are using at this moment. I was put in mind of this fact and the way that our religion holds these things together over the past week. Here at All Saints Church, our church was founded in 1867. And so it's really amazing to come here and to join your prayers with those who have come from ages past, but also to experience it here in this moment. It's one of those things that draws us, I think, to this type of religion that we Episcopalians hold so dear. But last week, I was taken on a tour of almost the entire Diocese of New York, just over the river in Manhattan and Staten Island, in the Bronx, Westchester, and other counties north of there. And I saw churches that were even older than All Saints. You know, Trinity Wall Street, which you've probably heard of, is 325 years old. It was founded in the 17th century. We can go there for comfort, but I don't know about you, my values are not the same values that people had in the 17th century. My experience is not the same as theirs, nor is my spirituality. I'd like to think that my spirituality isn't even 18th century or 19th century or 20th century, but rather it's of today. That's this tension that I'm talking about. And it's one of the things that practicing a religion constantly puts you in mind of, holding these two things together. But the final word, of course, belongs to Christ. He tells us not to get too wrapped up in the past or too expectant of the future. Because no matter how much hard planning we do, there is no way that we will ever be able to fully be prepared for what is to come. Therefore, the most important thing to do, if we want to honor the past and also prepare for the future, is to live in the present. Stay awake. Be ready. The Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. There is no way we can plan for his coming. Therefore, the only solution is simply to worship God now, to live for God in this moment, this Sunday, this month, this time, this season. We can plan for the future, but also honor the present. And that is what Christians have been doing for millennia. If we follow their example, then we will truly understand what it is that Jesus is talking about in this gospel. So friends, as we prepare for Christmas, that blessed time when we celebrate with friends and family, let us be mindful of the present not throwing away these days and just waiting for the next thing to come, but rather 
to sink fully and deeply into these days, sinking deeply into God's presence and living for God in this very moment. For we do not know at what hour he will come into our lives. Amen.